0: Welcome to our podcast Time to Talk. Today we are going to be talking about teenagers mental health during COVID-19. We will be speaking to our Vice Principal Miss Ward on her thoughts about how COVID-19 affected teenagers mental health and what we can do to help improve it within our school community. Hi everyone and welcome to our interview with our Vice Principal Miss Ward about teenagers mental health. Our first question is, how do you think COVID-19 affected teenagers' mental health?
1: And I suppose that's a very comprehensive question. Um, and I did a little bit of thinking about it. Um, and, and there's never an easy answer to this because I suppose one thing we learn about each other is how unique we all are and how we respond differently in in circumstances that are beyond our control. But certainly, I suppose for all of us, there's no doubt that it has it has had a huge impact on us. We've lost two years of our lives um, and at an age where life is only beginning to form and to organise itself. Those two years, I suppose, are very important to young people and continuity and regularity. Just knowing that you can rely on the day to day plan of things and that that scheme is going to work out all of that in in one moment was taken away from us. So that has a, a huge, it raises huge insecurities for everybody. And I think at a time of life, when those insecurities are already part of your developmental process in adolescence, to throw more existential insecurities in on top of that, like what's going to happen in the world? What's going to happen to my mum? What's going to happen to my gran? Is my little brother going to be okay? All of those kind of things must have brought huge worries and anxieties and stresses on young people at a time when they're already dealing with so much in their life. Where am I going? What am I doing? Who are my friends? Who am I? So I have no doubt. And I think we've observed, um, you know, definitely in our work with, with young people in the school, we've definitely observed the levels of stress the levels of anxiety, the levels of insecurity, that somebody could could just step forward please now and tell us it's going to be all right, we're going to get through this and we will come out the other side and we will be fine. Um, I suppose that's what was almost sought and looked for and at times those guarantees were not enough because of the world that we're living in and because of the way it had changed. Um, those impacts are still there, they're still reverberating. Young people are still coming to terms with all that they've lost in those two years, um, all that might have been in those two years and how those two years have left an, an impact and a mark on their feelings of security and their feelings of um, that, that things are steady and stable. Um, and. So what we have to do, I suppose, is look for ways that going forward together that we can kind of address some of those anxieties, um, share them, certainly, and, and look at ways that we can, you know, not solve them because we can't. That would mean solving COVID and I'd have to have a magic wand and a science lab for that. But look at ways in which we can together cope with this. Okay. so I would say, yeah, huge impact. And we're only beginning to register the full wave of that now.
0: Definitely. Uh, Do you believe the lockdown may have benefited some people?
1: Very interesting question. And the first thing I would say about lockdown is it benefited everybody in a way. And if we can step back from it a little bit and and count the ways in which that absolute pause. And I remember the day in here um, that the word came through, the schools were closing. And I I remember we made an announcement that anyone who was unsure about whether they're they, they had their password for Teams. If they just come up to Ms. Ward's office, I think at that time. And I know that Mr. McCabe was was not long with us. You know, he was in the team at that time. But I remember opening the door at one stage and having an absolute, I, I just remember the, the shockwave hit me because the queue went all the way up the corridor outside and around the corner. So it was almost as if life just was put on hold completely. But I think once we kind of settled into that, there was a sense for all of us, and I know it might be a little bit trite to say it, but even like going home for me and being at home during that period of time, um, it, it meant that I, I kind of, I could, if you like, bear the weight of what was going on, the burden of what was going on in my safe space. I was at home with my family, I could manage their safety and their health and um, we all had a certain amount of monitoring on that. A discomfort in our dislocation from our pals and from the wider wider world but we still knew they were out there and I think we knew all along that we were doing our best to keep them safe. I think we all appreciated the fact that you know we were allowed walk in in our localities and we all got out and we might have exercised better we might have done a little bit of gardening we might have spent a little bit of time with the dog i myself began to paint by numbers and uh, i really enjoyed that i found that very therapeutic i think there's there's no doubt that being separate from people after a period of time began to wear really began to wear and I know we all resorted to Zoom parties on a Friday night and quizzes um, and people were very creative but we all knew that it was inevitable that a fatigue and a tiredness would set in on those things and that we needed to be in contact with people and um, I, I think the, the scale of it then as we look across you know across our population there were some people undoubtedly for whom um, that separation and isolation actually became quite detrimental and I would know even in the case of my own dad, um, who unfortunately is in a nursing home. Um, during that time, we had a lot of window visits with him and uh, that was very hard. So that lack of physical contact, of proximity, of actually sitting beside someone and picking up on their frequency, tuning in with them, really heart and soul. Um, but I, I, I do think I do think it gave us a security. I do think it gave us a safety. So I think in that sense, we benefited from that pause that was put on things, um, short term, certainly.
0: Yeah, it was like a safe space at home. Yeah. What would you recommend for students who are struggling with their mental health to do?
1: And this is a, a, a very, again, a very deep, deep question. And I think if I could answer it as simply as I can, I think the most important thing is to recognize that you're not alone. Absolutely. Um, To to feel the vulnerability, because there's no doubt this has made us recognize that vulnerability is so close to us as humans. We may go through the world with an air of confidence and a mask of confidence, but we're all so vulnerable at the end of the day. And that vulnerability is human. You are heir to that once you are a human being. So that vulnerability is at the core of who we are, and therefore we all share that vulnerability. So speak about it, talk to someone. We can do a lot of self-talk, and I know that, but sometimes we can get locked in our own heads. We really can, and we can turn and turn and turn, and we all know that sense of I'm turning in circles, but there's no resolution and I'm not getting out of this. And in fact, sometimes I think when we begin that turning, you know, it's almost as if we're tunneling down, we're burrowing down. We need to come up, we need to breathe air and we need to reach out to someone. And anyone that I've spoken to who, look, myself included um, in my own self-talk, it is through talking to someone that you suddenly discover um, a support, a common experience, a commonality and a place where you can feel comfortable and safe. Um, And everybody has that significant person that they can go to. Everybody has a pal, a teacher, an adult, a family member. There is somebody who will sit with you and have a cup of tea or a bottle of water or whatever it is, and someone that you can speak to. So please talk about it. Is there anything you think the school
0: could do? Is there anything you think the school could do more of to help a student's mental health?
1: Certainly, what we've just talked about—more of reaching out, more of making sure that through our, you know, through all the agencies that we have in this school, be it mehel, be it um, be it a prefects, be it our teachers or tutors, our ty's—campaigns about speaking about it, campaigns about sharing. The experiences that we're having, be they really positive or negative. I think our mental health week, the, the week of kind of our positive mental health week was really important because there was a platform where people could actually use time to talk um, and, and you know, access those moments where there was space given to talk. I think more of, of those is something that a school can organise. More of those uh, almost touch points where people can, can... They know that they can drop in to someone. They know that they can speak to someone. They know that on the corridor. And I mean, that would be my message, that, that we are a community of care. Um, and I feel that right across the board. And that's our staff and our students and our, and our wider staff. Um, there is never a time where it's not the time to talk. Okay, that that would be my message. And even on the corridor, you know, you can walk a corridor and tell by somebody by somebody's eyes walking towards you because I know we can't see the full face that they're having a rough morning or they're having a tough moment. And just to be able to greet that person and say, how are you doing? Now, I know 90% of the time people will walk on and say, I'm fine. But just there are those moments where people will say, well, I'm, I'm not too good today. And you've created a space for conversation. So I think, you know, we've spoken about creating that space for conversation and for support. Um, And I think initiatives like that worked with our TYs, worked with our Mehel, worked with our Prefects and our students across the board are are very important moments for us to offer support.
0: What do you think students could do to help each other?
1: I think the wonderful thing about um, the students in Skuldara and uh, like, you know, all over, all over the world is the wonderful thing about that age range is the energy that comes with it. So I think what we have to do is maybe um, as, as, as students, maybe channel that energy in in a very positive and open way. Um, Because we can all get dragged down the rabbit hole of negativity and blame and we're human beings again so it's you know it, it, it's again we have to check ourselves you have to say okay I'm not going to blame somebody else for what's going on or you know blame somebody else for the fact that I don't think this is good enough all of us are part of this community all of us have a voice so let's use that voice in a positive way be that to say to our pals in class you know, how's everybody doing today? On a scale of one to five, how are you feeling? Turning that into it's like a check-in process, but why don't we turn that into a daily thing we do with our pals? Even to create a laugh, okay, even even just to generate a little bit of that positive energy that goes around this school in clouds, and I see it all the time. And believe you me, I tap into it. If I hear laughter on the corridor or outside, I'm 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 feeding off that energy energy. I really, really am. That's what keeps me sane in here. So it's about creating again, space for each other, being open. I think the one thing we have to remember is to keep our hearts open. Don't close down to contact with other people, even though they're not part of our friendship group or the group of people we rely on. Say hello to people, greet people, make them feel as much as you feel part of the community of Skuldara. And then through what you're doing today, these kind of things, this is a moment now that I wasn't expecting, but was so delighted when you both arrived at my office and said, would you do an interview for this? So happy to to do that, because I think it's through raising awareness among each other that I think students then feel as if their voice is being heard, as if there are initiatives happening and projects going on. And rather than then remaining maybe in the neutral or negative space, the students are encouraged to step forward into the positive space and to be that one agent to change maybe in their group or their base class or, you know, among people that they have influence over.
0: Our last question, do you think some people may have preferred online school than in person?
1: Um... OK, I'm going to have to base this one on, on some I suppose, personal experiences. I had two students at home who were studying online um, and I would say that they liked skidding up to the desk at five to nine in the morning. I'd say that suited them very, very well um, in the beginning. So I have no doubt about it that uh, there, were, there were benefits to, to online learning that, that we all saw but I, I never think you, I don't think you can replace the, the relationships within a classroom, the energy again within a classroom. I'd say when you were online and that sense of isolation, there was no enthusiasm because there was there was very little you know in in, in a sense, a class is about the rapport between the the student and the teacher, the students and the teacher, the students and each other and the students and the content what we're looking at today so you can go into a class and have it all planned in your head and all of a sudden out of nowhere that pop-up question can just send you to the far side of the you know of, of the universe nearly with 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 where your your lesson goes and I think we lost that spontaneity we lost that sense of fun in in the online version of ourselves and um, we were all a bit cagey about who oh, had cameras on and cameras off who's listening what's going on Um, and I, I think that that, you know, there are benefits to it. I think Teams is a brilliant resource and, and some of the work done on Teams and what has been recorded on Teams and, and, and submitted through Teams. I think that's a fabulous resource, but I don't think you can replace the face-to-face and that enthusiasm and that engagement and that problem solving, those difficulties that we face sometimes in class and, 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 and how we iron them out human being to human being.
0: Thank you, Ms. Ward, for your interview. It was very good.
1: <laughs> Thank you very much, both of you, for coming along and for, for giving me an opportunity to sit and to pause and to think about that. And I, I wish you very, all the best with the project that you're involved in for Media Studies. Well done. Thank you. Thank
0: you.